Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Plan is here. I'm so excited you tuned in. Last week, we preached a sermon entitled Our Contribution to the World, Part One. This is Part Two. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you know that Jesus said that you are the light of the world? And you thought, I ain't much of nothing. You're the light of the world. God designed you to put his light on different situations that you encounter every day. So if you're going through darkness, put on or turn on your hard light. Ooh, Lord, even E.T. understood that. <laughs> My God. So let's go to part two of our contribution to the world. Get some a pencil and paper. Take some notes. You're going to be blessed. Watch. We are designed to be human personalities. My Lord, transformed and transfigured by the power of Christ's spirit. You've heard me say it many times. I have many opportunities to fail. I just don't take any. I do miss it sometimes. I do get mad. I do get angry. That's true. It's because I, I, I cut my light down. I went from a 50 watt to a 10 watt. So I threw them both away and got me some LEDs. Put them in me. Lead. Just lead. See what I'm saying? So I would never burn out. Hmm. How can you burn out? I, I hear preachers say, I'm so burnt out. Well, burn up then if you burn out. How can you be burnt? I know it happens. Why? Because the darkness overcame their light. They forgot that they were designer class. And just make you understand, Jesus' robe was a designer class. He didn't wear no trash. He wore a seamless robe. And if you are a person that knows how to sew, you know what I'm talking about. So when you understand that we are designed to be human personalities, my God, I like that. Transformed and transfigured by the power of Christ's spirit. So let me go over this again. Light is the only force that overcomes darkness. Look at your notes. Light meets violence with gentleness. Falsehood with truth. Hate with love. Evil with good. Then I told you the light in you will do battle because it's designed to show its might. Then I said we are designed to be human personalities, transformed and transfigured by the power of Christ's spirit. And the only way darkness can take you is that uh, person, uh, you know, you have to understand that sometimes devils work through personalities. Principalities work through personality. That doesn't mean you demon possess. It's a vast difference between that. See? It's working on your personality. But if you notice that it's designed by the Christ spirit, it shouldn't have any room for that to happen. Amen. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, get up every morning, hello, Je hello, Jesus, when you go to bed, good night, Jesus, and pray this little simple prayer that's in the, in the Bible. You give your beloved sleep and then go to sleep. And he'll watch you sleep all night. He never sleeps. Isn't that nice? My Lord. Why? What made Jesus what he was? He was transformed and transfigured. Now, I tell you, he got mad. He got angry. Without sin. Why didn't he sin? Too much light. No darkness could get in him. He never cut the light off. He said, when you see me, you see the father. Do you understand? And then his robe was transfigured. That light began to come out of his actual physical flesh when it had blood in it. Couldn't last too long because it would destroy his flesh. So he got a new body when he came back. 
but there's no blood in him. Liquid God in his veins. But the best way I can say that, liquid God just flowing through you. My Lord. That's what overcomes darkness. You know, I've had people, I just found out, and it was a terrible thing. I found out a good friend of mine who I love, they found out he'd been having an extramarital affair for 15 years. I said, Lord, why didn't you tell me? He said, didn't want to. Why, Lord? He said, granting him mercy, granting him grace. But your sin will find you out. Now, are you going to throw him away? No. It's forgivable. It's not forgettable. God will forget forget it. But people won't. And what you sow, you will reap. Do you see my point? So I, I didn't really want to hear it. But I knew it was truth. And when I finally, I, I sensed it. And we had such powerful times together. And if he'll let me, I'll... I'll help him. I'll just turn on my light higher on him. Because it's amazing how when you get caught, you get humble. When you should have been humble before, if you'd have been humble before, you'd have never done that. Now, how can a preacher do that? How can that be? Well, number one, some people are not praying for him. Number two, he, he was not snared. She was not snared. They knew what they were doing. And number three, they wanted the second Adam, the first Adam more than the second Adam. So they listened to the flesh. So they ate the apple. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm designed to change that. I'm designed to put some light on that situation. Which brings me to number three. Light is to shine because it is needed for situations like that. Light is to shine because it is needed. Write this down. The world's secular light has led to dead ends on every road it has went down. Light is, shine, light is to shine because it's needed. Why? Because the world's secular light has led to dead ends on every road it has went down. Think about that. Secular life. Boy, we know how to fix that. No, you don't. Think about this and all during this COVID junk going on. When did they ever get it right? Never. They jacked up like crazy. And you buy their books. When did they ever get it right? Good God Almighty. Think about that for a minute. Our own, the top doctor in the world, the top doctor in America, the Surgeon General said, you don't have to wear a mask. Fauci said, you got to wear three of them. <laughs> oh, but you vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. They, they just don't know what they do. That's secular light. There's one thing I can say about the governor of Louisiana, and he's a Democrat. When this thing was being hit, some of you Republicans, before you just hate every Democrat, hang on. You know of any other governor got up and said this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm calling a fast. We need God's help. Come on. I don't know of any other governor did that. Well, I'm calling. We need some help. We need God in this thing. 
He said, he said, I've been raised Catholic and I'm going to fast. I'd like you to fast with me so we can get beyond this craziness. Now, that's not secular light. Secular light would never do that. See, to the secular world, that's dangerous. Well, you can't mix religion and politics. Well, what are you mixing with your politics? Because it's smelling up the place. Light is to shine because it's needed. The world's secular light has led to dead ends on every road it has went down. Why? Because of secularism and humanism. That's what it is. See? It's, we don't need God. Write this down. Secularism and humanism cannot stop this disturbed and disillusioned age. Secularism and humanism cannot stop this disturbed and disillusioned age. Aren't we disturbed and disillusioned? <laughs> Anybody can come to America. No, you can't. Oh, God, we'll come arrest you if you don't put that mask on. But you let all them people come in and not test them for COVID. And you know, let me tell you something about them people down on that board. They're just trying to make a living. Trying to support their family. I understand that. I, you know, I don't have a problem. But just come in the legal way. You know what I'm trying to say? But I understand that they, they got to make a living. They're trying to eat. But you know, you got to be desperate to let your three-year-old and your five-year-old go by themselves. That's a disturbed and disillusioned age. That's secularism and humanism. That's really helping them, huh? Isn't that sad? I could never, I don't see how any parrot could do that. But I've never lived under that stuff. If America's so bad, how come everybody jumping walls to get in here? I don't see nobody jumping walls to go to Africa. I don't see anybody jumping walls to go to Central America. And Central America, do you know how pretty Honduras is? I've flown over it. Nicaragua, that's how you say it, Nicaragua? Got to put that little uh, Latino uh, accent on. That's, man, I flunk. That's, that's beautiful. It's tropical, gorgeous. What makes people want to get away from it? Economy. Can't make a living. Oh, but I thought money's bad. Well, you that don't believe in prosperity, go to Honduras. Go to Nicaragua. Probably great nations. You ain't gonna make a living much unless you work for the cartels. Don't shout me down. Listen to me. Can't have what you preach against. Can't have it. You preaching against prosperity, you're going to be broke as a junkyard dog. And a junkyard dog is broke. No, I'm not talking about falling in love with money. Can I make this announcement? I've said it before. There ain't no such thing as bad money. I don't know why the church, it isn't. Brother, money put that coat on your back. Did anybody eat breakfast today? Hold your hand up if you ate breakfast. Money put food in your belly. You don't fall in love with it. Why? Because it doesn't live. It'll leave you or help you. It doesn't make any difference. You live in an economic world. You don't fall in love with it. Why? Because then if you do, you make it your security and it's not secure. God will have no other gods before him. 
But the actual thing of money ain't no such thing. People say, I don't believe that prosperity. And yet, and they're receiving an offering this morning on Sunday morning. What? <laughs> Secularism. A lot of it's in the church. Humanism. Cannot stop this disturbed and disillusioned age. Why? Because there's no light in it. There's no salt on it. There's no flavor in it. It seems like the richer some of these people get, the stupider they become. <laughs> like as if they think they can change the planet. One burp from a major volcano will take you out. We have super volcanoes. Yellowstone. You know what Yellowstone is? A super volcano. You know, when you go right there, you know what you do? You're inside of it, in the cauldron. That sucker blows, it's going to take out three quarters of America. Got another one, I think, in Chile somewhere. Super volcanoes. And they said they explode about every 600,000 years. The one in Yellowstone. Right now, it's been 640,000 years since the last eruption. You inside the cone. You see all those mountains around there? You think that? No, that's a volcano. <laughs> and, you, and you mean to tell me we can change something to stop that? No. But we can change everything with the light of God because he's the one created the planet. So secularism and humanism cannot stop this disturbed and disillusioned age. Write this down. Light is to show the human race how to organize life. To show what life is for. And what purpose it, it is its primary necessity. Let me say it again. Light is to show the human race how to organize life. So you can organize it. To show what life is for. Why are you living? Why, why, why is this light coming out of you? And what purpose is its primal necessity? Why did Jesus say, you're the light of the world and you're a city set on the hill? Why? Because people are looking through dark shades and they need to see some decent light. Do you see my point? Why life is, why you were born. What's the reason for your birth? To show what life is about, what it's for and what purpose it is, is its primary necessity. I did not know it then, but I was born to be a preacher. But in my mind, I was not even, I, didn't, I wasn't into Christianity. I, I didn't like church. I fell asleep most of the time in church. And if you went past 28 minutes, what else can you say? I didn't care. I went to confession and lied like a dog. <laughs> so I could get out with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers. <laughs> Don't criticize the Catholic. Look at what some of the Protestants did. They prayed for you at the altar. Then they went to sleep with the piano player. Well, I lost a few of you right there. <laughs> you saw that people go, uh-oh. Life's not for that. You weren't created to commit adultery. 
What is your life for? Your wife finds out death. That's what it's for. <laughs> life is to show the human race how to organize life. To organize it. To show what life is about or what it's for. And what purpose is its primary necessity? What purpose is covenant church? It's in the title. Agreement. To agree. To agree. Two of us agree. Covenant. Pow. And God says, my covenant will I not break. No alter the thing that goes out of my lips. That's why I put that in the front of the church. You've heard me say it many times. Why? Because I can't break what I say. Because he can't and I can't. Ephesians 5.1 says, be you therefore imitators of God as dear children. So it's a signpost in my life. My covenant will I not break. You see what I'm saying? So it shows me what my life was for. And how God did. I mean, it's really amazing how God organized my life. The hardest gift I ever received from God Almighty was not salvation. Was not prosperity. Was not healing. That was easy stuff. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. That was hard. How can I speak in a tongue when I can only speak English? In a couple of words in Spanish. Como esta? Me llamo Jesus said if you do it, you still. Look at the Spanish people. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Forgot, we Cajun. That's about it. Now, quit speaking in English and speaking tongues. So, you know what I did? I quit speaking. I said, Oh, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. They said, Keep talking. What? Just speaking of the Holy Ghost. What? Kathy said, well, do it. I said, you do it. She said, what's the matter with you? I said, I can't. This ain't for me. It ain't working. It might be good English, but it ain't working. And it got funny, so I busted out laughing. It made Kathy mad. <laughs> she hit me. How are you going to get the Holy Ghost when your wife is beating you? <laughs> Don't laugh. That's what you... <laughs> but one day, one night, me and Christine Bartlett, oh yeah, no, Christine, Went to see a cross-eyed preacher. Remember that? What a wonderful man in heaven today. Brother Wallace Key. Boy, I hope I live next door to him. He was wonderful. I couldn't tell if he was looking at me or not. Am I telling the truth? He said, y'all come up here. We'll go get the Holy Ghost. I thought, oh, Christine said, I'm going up there. I said, well, I'll go with you. Me and Christine. I'm glad Catherine didn't come because she'd been beating me in the head, slapping me. <laughs> Said, well, Christine wouldn't hit me. She hit Ricky, but she don't hit me. But anyway, no. So we standing side by side, me and Christine. Boy, he going down there. And he prayed for me. He said, I'm going to lay my hands on you. Now look at me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking straight at the camera, okay? Now that's how you know people are looking at you, right? 
right? But he was looking at me like this. So I moved my head over here. I went, uh, am I telling the truth, Christine? Remember that? I mean, I I thought, does he see two of me? And he lifted his hand out and he was going for the space, my head. And I remember that? (laughs) And brother, before I had time to think, What language? Boom! I exploded in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Brother Wallace Key. What did he have? Which brings me to my fourth point. His light was shining with magnifying power. I want that. Don't you want that? The magnifying power of God flowing right through you. Look, Jesus said, Let your light shine. You know what that means? That means that you can do that. How do I do that? Christ in you. Let this salvation, this wonderful passion to believe in Christ come out of you. And that's the power of God's light inside of you. And I mean that sincerely. It's the most amazing thing. I know how to shine a light in a dark place. I had a man who was fighting depression so bad. I said, look at me. I'm going to take your depression and throw it away and I'm going to give you my joy. And I did it. And my, this man was so depressed. I mean, he thought suicide, you name it, and no more. I know how to get rid of that. I don't care what psychiatrists, psychologists, and therapists tell you. I don't deny all that. I know how to get that light inside of you if you just let me. Right now, I'd like to answer a question from a viewer named Phil. Phil got a good question. He says this, are there different... See, I went to heaven in 1988. This is the book, Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind. You ought to get that. He says this, are there different weather conditions in heaven? Did you see rain or clouds anywhere? I saw mountains and I saw snow. Theo, and I had, when I wrote the book, Close Encounters of the God Kind, I'll never forget, uh, it was such a blessing. They said, was the snow cold? You know, it was not, but it was beautiful, which means, watch this. If you like to ski, you'll be able to do that. All desires are given to you when you go to heaven. You can't miss this place. You can't miss heaven. You don't want to miss heaven. You understand what I'm saying? My God. And how do, how do you make sure you're going to make it? Let your light shine and watch God do glorious things. I'm preaching already. I can't help myself. Stay right there. I want to show you some wonderful things happening here at JDM. I'll be back in just a moment. Watch this and be blessed. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. heaven is wonderful. It's a big place. Then I heard this, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. 
the Lord walked out and these children ran up to him and began to sing praises to him. He said, go tell my people I'm coming. I brought you here to tell you, go tell them I'm coming. Heaven, close encounters of the God kind. The testimony that has changed lives all around the world. Order yours today at JDM.org. I love our September product offer. My book, Heaven, Close Encounters of the God. It's the most sold book I ever wrote. I wrote a lot of books. This thing is amazing. I'm not saying it because I wrote it, because it's true. Are you curious about heaven? Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I've been there. This book will change your life. How do you get it? You just go to JDM.org to get your copy. You will be blessed. I still have people coming up to me and say, I got that book, I guess, 15, 20 years ago. And it still shakes me to my shoes. It's, it's a wonderful book. I got to hold it up again. I'm not just trying to sell it to you. I'm telling you, it's not very big. Look, see? But it, you, it's a, it, you read it fast, but it'll shake you to your shoes. So get it if you can, jdm.org, if you like to do that. Partners, thank you. Your faithful financial support has been so graciously appreciated in this ministry. I tell my staff all the time, especially my partner care, partner services area, I said, this is not about money. This ministry is about people. I wish things were free. I wish this television telecast you're watching was free, but it's not. And that's okay because, you know, people on television stations, they got to make a living just like you do. So I asked the Lord for every dollar given to my ministry. Give me a soul into the kingdom. You give me $1,000, I get 1,000 people saved. I'll get it done in five days or less. I can do it through social media. And I'm doing it all the time. I just came back not too long ago from a European tour. And I'm going to tell you something. I gave one article and 3,000 people came forward. I'm not kidding you. I'm not lying. That's a fact. So many hungry people because this world's going to hell in the handbasket and people don't know what to do. Well, I know what to do. And that's accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Partners, that's what you do when you send finances to this ministry. 100% of it goes in the world evangelism. I got several projects on my desk that we need to do. And all it takes is money to do it. So pray about being a partner if you're not one. If you are, thank you for sending in some faithful financial support. Until next week, this is Jesse the Plan saying, I love you. I really do. We are about the Father's business. I will not be lazy with your seed. Bye-bye. Be filled with the presence of God as you watch Jesse and Kathy's anointed messages of faith. Receive free instant access to these powerful teachings today by downloading the JDM app. You will be able to stream hundreds of sermons on your smart TV, your web browser, and any mobile device. You will also have access to our weekly TV show and much more. Download the JDM app today. Available on Google Play, the Apple Store, Roku TV, and more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Our partner offer this month is our contribution to the world. God says you are the light of the world. Is your light shining? Turn on your hard light. Look, a changed life must be a life changer. That's you. Now, to get this, you've got to go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. Because I'm going to tell you something, it's going to change your life, not some of the time, all the time. Do it today. Did you know angels are real? And many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. Order your copy today at jdm.org. How many times that God has protected you? When we all get to heaven, we go, I think I call it here, run back the videotape, 
and show you exactly how many times that angel stopped somebody from killing you wow. or stopped the accident from happening or whatever. But I, and, and he said, you've, you've entertained angels.